0: Love,
1: talk radio. Hi, this is Jack Baldwin from GT Sport Racing, and you're listening to Thursday Night Thunder. Hello and welcome to the January 18th edition of Speedway Digest, Thursday Night Thunder, the most hardcore motorsports program on the internet. This is episode 126 of the series, our first episode of 2018, and as I just looked up, the first episode of season 5. Can you believe it's been that long? I'm your host, Adam Jason Sinclair, and on tonight's program, Michael Lally and myself will be pre- previewing the 2018 season, discussing the role before the Rolex 24, and some of the changes in IMSA, and getting you ready to experience the fast life.
2: The racer's group driver, Derek DeBoer, and his family start in Fast Life, a brand-new documentary-styled 10-episode reality series streaming now on Amazon Prime. Just one week after its debut on streaming platform Amazon Prime, Fast Life is quickly becoming a hit. The series produced and shot by DeBoer's filmmaker wife Brooke Deborah, is a no holds barred behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to become a winning race car driver in the world of competitive racing. From Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, to the Circuit de la Sarthe in Le Mans, France, Fast Life gives you an all-access pass on the track and off with the DeBoer family as Derek takes the wheel of TRG's Aston Martin and Lamborghini race cars in Pirelli World Challenge and IMSA action. Derek's TRG Sprint ex-teammate, Jason Alexandri is also featured.
1: Derek and Brooke team up to create Fast Life in 2014. It's pretty humbling to see our project come to fruition, said Derek. Brooke has really captured the moments and feeling of what it were about and what it's like to pursue our dreams and to be on the road and in the car with TRG.
2: The series gets underway as Deborah and TRG CEO Kevin Buckler meet in 2014. Deborah tests for the team, and the rest is, shall we say, history. We have a rocking relationship with Derek and his family, and over the past few years, Derek has really developed as a key driver for our team with wins and podiums. He's finished every race for us. He's started and is a real pro both on and off the track. Buckler says, Brooke is always there with her camera filming every step of the way. It's like she's a member of the team, and it's been great to see the results of all of that hard work on the track and on the screen. We couldn't be more thrilled.
1: Let's start our discussion this evening with series creator Brooke DeVore.
3: Hi. Hello, Brooke,
1: and thanks for coming back on the show.
3: Thank you for having me back. This is so exciting.
1: And congratulations on having the show launch on, on Amazon. Uh, First off, how did you come up with the idea for it?
3: Oh, gosh. Well, this has been going on for years. Derek's been racing almost our entire marriage. Um, In 2007, I got together with a couple other producers because I had an idea when he, he owned a different racing team at the time. It was a Chevy Cobalt, and he was racing in the Rolex Grand Am series. And at the time I was watching all the behind the scenes action and I was participating as his wife and support team and, um, watching, they, they didn't have a very big budget. They were kind of doing everything. It was a homegrown team from here in Oregon. And I just thought it was really quite amazing how they got everything together. We had a fully volunteer, uh, team behind the uh, car that we were all teamed up on. And, um, Derek and his co-drivers, Tom Smirzinski and Mallory Smirzinski, Tom's daughter, uh, were a a driver team of three. And, you know, before races, we would go to Costco to get sets of tires where, you know, in contrast, you would roll into, you know, Laguna Seca for a race and there would be giant haulers, much like what we have with TRG now, Um, you know, all the bells and whistles. We had none of it, and so I started to film, and I teamed up with a couple producers, and um, we pitched the show. We partnered with Warren Miller Company, and they really liked the idea, and we began to present the show. Um, Unfortunately, as these things go, sometimes the um, development budget runs out with um, companies, and they gave me a choice to either, you know, continue trying into the next season. They would they would consider picking it back up and, and trying to sell it to networks. Or I could, you know, take a break and go on my own with it. Well, I chose that option, and we just didn't ever get it done. But the idea never left me. And so when Derek, um, you know, hooked up with TRG a few years ago and began driving, the story was a little bit different, but kind of not. I mean, Derek was still... Um, you know, not sponsored and had to, you know, muster a lot of courage to go talk to TRG, um, hadn't had experience at that level yet. Um, and so it was a story of, of a guy with a dream, you know, who is, um, courageously going out there and trying to make it happen and again i was his teammate as his wife and i also have the skill set as a filmmaker to tell stories i just saw a story that i couldn't refuse to you know tell and so ever since then i've had the camera rolling and um it's been
1: quite a journey (laughs) what's the toughest part of the production so far
3: Well, um, where I left off kind of leads right into that, which is when I Mm -hmm. say it's been quite a journey, I'm a mom, and I'm a wife, and um, we have three daughters from college age to age 10, and um, Derek works a full-time job in the family car business here in Southern Oregon, Um, and so I think the toughest part for me is just, first of all, I don't have, I'm basically a film team of one. I don't Hmm. have the fortunate opportunity or budget, haven't had, um, to have an editor on staff and co-producers and co-creators, writers. Um, And so I've been doing everything myself. On top of, um, I choose to be at home with my kids. I don't have a nanny or, you know... Anybody else with them. So Derek and I team up as parents, and then also there's quite a lot required to support him and his role in the family auto business. So I think just juggling it all and finding time to properly give attention to every aspect of it. Um, And, you know, my hope and dream is that um, sponsors would like to get on board to help with this aspect so that we can continue to improve our production quality and. Um, because also as a filmmaker I'm a perfectionist and when I see Mm -hmm. a good story of course I want it to be told in the best way possible and sometimes that does mean you know if you have somebody who can do better graphics or you know there are limitations to what I can do just because I'm trying to do it all so (laughs) that's the biggest challenge and hopefully we'll get some more team members on board in the form of um, sponsors and, um, and then of course in the different roles that could make the show even that much better.
1: I took a brief look at the uh, the series and the episodes you've produced. Uh, what's your favorite one mm-hmm. you have so far online?
3: Oh, gosh. I really like Mick Jagger moment just because, it. Mm-hmm. first of all, it's so funny. You know, it just really highlights Kevin and Derek's relationship, which I think is part, part of the – also the reason I wanted to tell this story is just how the, those two guys have – have grown to be friends as well as teammates and how, you know, Kevin's obviously the big boss, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. he's been quite a amazing supporter and friend to us. And, you know, I think that that episode highlights that relationship and also the similarities that they have. You know, sometimes, I mean, for us, we're praying people. Sometimes I feel are always, I felt that you know when I pray about something, you know what the result is is usually better than anything you could ever have envisioned, and just their relationship is so hilarious because of all the similarities. Mm-hmm. I mean they say and do a lot of the same things and you know um, they' they're like brothers, you know but um, but not so that and also just how exciting it was for us to travel and go with um, the team to France. You know, and to watch the different reactions of the the team members who may never have traveled that far before you know all working together, and just gosh, the excitement and the energy of that driver parade was something I will never ever forget um, it was it was un unbelievable, and i you know I think my daughter talks about it, and um you know just watching people so excited to meet all the drivers and Derek just having, you know, like a kid in a candy shop, just so excited Mm -hmm. and happy. It's probably one of the happiest moments of my life. So to share that, I think, is really special.
1: What do you hope the average fan will learn from watching the show?
3: Well, lots of things. I mean, um, when I... Kind of came up with the idea I was thinking you know what this could be educational this could be sort of entertaining you'll see moments of you know that are kind of silly in the show too that'll make you chuckle or laugh the family dynamic um, just you know watching how a family works together and sometimes doesn't do so well at that you know or we stress each other or whatever um, the real life stuff you know that goes into going after a dream um and also i like people to come away from it being maybe a little bit more inspired to have the courage to go after their own dreams whatever that may be it can be anything it doesn't have to be as big and you know sensational as being a race car driver it can be anything that you've ever dreamed of doing that you actually can do it if you have courage to you know first of all share your idea with somebody sometimes even just that takes courage some people never tell anybody what is their dream they feel silly or feel like it could never really happen or whatever so I mean I think um I like to encourage people to follow their hearts and um because I think that will make for a happier world so that's the inspirational aspect but then I think you'll learn a little bit about the ins and outs of um how the team works together um how it functions, some of the mechanics of running the car. Um, Of course, there's certain things we couldn't film just because, you know, there are just reasons that you can't film everything, Mm -hmm. but I think you get a good idea. And then um, also people may learn a little bit more about the different tracks and the series itself. Pearly World Challenge is a fantastic racing series. We've had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, working with that series and learning about American sports car racing and then also European sports car racing. So I think you kind of get a lot of different aspects of racing, but also just real life too.
1: And uh, are there any special guests we should look out for in the first season?
3: Um, In the first season we focus almost entirely on – on our family and the actual TRG racing team. But mm-hmm. in the Lama episodes you will get a glimpse of Darren Turner, um, who is with Aston Martin um and over in Europe. Mm-hmm. And John is he's quite a famous driver. And then um John Graham. I mean he's like mm-hmm. literally like the character of the century. John Graham mm-hmm. is Derek's lead mechanic on his car, and he is the most loyal, most fantastic person I think I've probably ever met next to my husband. So everybody can get to know John Graham. Of course, this is his um, debut into stardom. And then <laughs> and then Kevin Buckler, I did say Kevin earlier, um, team owner of TRG Aston Martin, um uh, he's won at daytona one at lamar i mean uh, he's he's an amazing uh person he's a winning driver mm-hmm. uh he's an amazing coach teammate and um and then in the season two um you can look out for a couple of Olympic alpine skiers, downhill skiers. Oh, cool. Um we're gonna bring in a little bit because it's called Fast Life, we're kind of tying in the downhill ski racing that our daughter Haley is doing. And mm-hmm. so you can look forward to um a couple of interviews with some Olympians. And with the Sochi uh Olympics coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be a great time to kind of highlight those two uh, female um, ski racers.
1: Well, let me yeah. throw you out to my co-host, Michael Mullally, who has a couple of questions for you as well.
2: Great. So you kind of touched on this question a little bit earlier, but what are some of your greatest memories, memories you've had filming for Fast Life TV?
3: Oh, gosh, there's so many. And some of them may not make, I don't, you know, season two is in the process of being uh, created right now. So some of them you may or may not see, but you might see if you follow us on social media too, because we're going to be doing um, tidbits um, here and there. But gosh, um, our time at the St. Petersburg Grand Prix with um, Jason Alexandridis and his wife Maggie was pretty great. There was a lot of laughter going on uh just jason's quite the character um he actually maggie who used to work for um i think is e um she basically (laughs) uh filmed for me when they took a bicycle surrey onto the track and actually did Mm -hmm. like their own track walk tour but it was actually on a surrey Um, And so that was kind of one of my favorite moments was reviewing that footage with her because they had to get through a security guard and a police officer and how they talked their way in on that was pretty funny. Um, Of course, uh, this isn't going to be in season two, and I guess I don't want to give it away, but Derek's race results at Great America – or at Road America, sorry – were pretty fantastic. And so filming at that particular race was a highlight for me. Um, and then kind of one of the crazy moments was when we were in Le Mans And um, I have, when you watch the series, you'll see me explain that I have certain rituals and routines that I do, particularly with John Graham, Derek's lead mechanic, because when Derek goes to get in the car, um, I need, Somebody to be to follow so that I know where to go, and each track is really different well in Lama, I actually got left behind by' it's kind of by accident it wasn't anybody's fault um, the the Lama um, i I'm not sure what you just the, the the people that or the organizers of the event did not allow or only allowed so many golf carts for each team and a golf cart is a, a major tool for for these race weekends because you need to get from here to there pretty quickly a lot of times. And so we usually are able to rent almost an unlimited amount of golf carts, you know, as many as we want and guests and sponsors can have them. Then we cruise around on the infield of the track and those. And that's how I would get from point A to point B to film. Well, at Lamar, they only let the team have one. And there were lots of guests. I think we had uh, six or eight cars and then all of the families and guests and sponsors and, team Um, and so the team had to go to pit lane without me and uh, we had practiced on practice days uh, with me walking with the lead mechanic to pit lane so that's how I got there well also it's not just because I'm Derek's wife and I wanted to see the start of the race but also I had the responsibility of being there with the camera so I kind of had an unfortunate Situation where they had to go in the one golf cart because they had to get the mechanics and the team there so that they could be there for the drivers. The drivers drove onto the track, and I got left. And the track at Le Mans is over eight miles long, and so you mm-hmm. can only imagine where our paddock was was super far from pit lane. And ultimately, um, I ended up basically panicking and sprinting with all my gear to pit lane, and when I finally got there, the cars were um, they were already going over the start finish line, so um I think we went back and used footage from in car for that particular moment, so you'll see that in the episode that we're in the car with Derek on board, which actually made the episode much more exciting because we um, completed that episode by showing you what it's like to be inside the race car um as if you were derek so Anyways, it had a, a wonderful um, sort of blessing in disguise how it ended up <laughs> because of that
2: So what are your hopes for past life TV as far as like what you're hoping it will eventually evolve into um, well
3: I've I can Tell you that I'm hoping that it that we can get together a team. Just like I said before, I'd like to bring sponsors on board so that we can, um, you know, add team members. We can make the show uh, more visually appealing, more exciting. Because the more cameras that you have in different locations, the more action you're going to get, and that can only make the show more exciting. So I'd like to form a team. I'd like to um, get sponsors on board. And eventually I wouldn't be opposed to our show going on um, network television. For now, I'm so excited and thankful, though, that Amazon Prime has picked us up and uh, that we're on there. I think it's it's the way of the future with um, streaming um, shows. Um, so I'm happy where we're at now. But if it grows into something with network television, um, I would absolutely love that. And Derek and I would like to... Um, you know, make personal appearances and speak and tell a little bit more depth of our story, so that we can inspire others to go after their dreams. So I hope that it turns into uh, more personal appearances where we can be an inspiration to others. Um, gosh, what else? I think that's that's it. But um, I'm I'm open to ideas I haven't even conceived of yet. <laughs>
2: And do you have any new show ideas in the works or are you just primarily focusing on fast life?
3: Well, for now I'm focusing on fast life and I do have a new blog coming on board, but the other work that I do tends to be very um, philanthropic and humanitarian. So, um, and I don't have anything solidified yet, but just so to, give you an idea of who I am as a filmmaker, I um, do a lot of um, nonprofit work um, in my off time from Fast Life, and I envision Fast Life going for several seasons, that's my hope, so right now I'm looking forward to that happening so that in the downtime I can do some of the philanthropic humanitarian work that I like to do. I have a friend who's working in Thailand at, um, actually at a garbage dump, and he's taken um, refugees from Myanmar and he has helped them to build a community center and because they actually live in little huts over the garbage. So I have done some filming with him and I would like to continue to film his story to show what he's doing. Um, And basically what's in my heart to do with most stories is to show what one person's kindness can do to change the world so I hope to do more stories like that. And perhaps I, if this is successful and I learn a lot on this one, I may turn that into a series.
2: So my final question for you, and I think you read my questions or something. Um, is Fast Life going to be a multi-season type series? Or like are you just hoping to, I don't know how to word this, but like, you know, get a few good seasons out of it?
3: Yes, absolutely. Um, Well, we've been renewed for Season 2 with a distributor, so you'll definitely see a Season 2, and we've got some amazing footage. But I think I have enough footage already for maybe Season uh, 3, a complete Season 3, and then we're continuing to film what's happening in real time right now with Derek's racing career. So as long as we get um, some more funding in place, um, to help with um, you know, putting the episodes together and continuing it on. And some really excellent reviews keep coming in because we've already gotten so many. And so we thank who, if any of the listeners have reviewed us and given us a positive review, thank you so much. We would love to get more of those. That helps us out a lot. So, and then that could help us continue forward.
1: Well, we'd like to thank you very much for coming on the program again tonight and wish you lots of luck in the future. Hopefully it's a, a, a long-term project, and maybe we'll see you around the track because we're planning on going to a few different races next season. So, should be Thank
3: great. you. I'd love to meet you in person, and thank you for your time and for having us on. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Have a nice evening.
3: Okay, you too. Bye-
1: As the star of the show, Derek DeBoer might have the easy job. All he has to do is drive. We are now pleased to welcome Derek DeBoer back to the Thunderdome.
4: Uh, thank you hey, how very are you doing always, uh, We're doing very good. It's always uh, fun to be on your show.
1: So thanks for
4: having us back. Thank you for coming. It's uh, great to have you on here. I'm happy you've got the,
1: got the show online. Hopefully it's a, a great thing in the future. First off, yeah, what was the toughest part of filming?
4: Oh boy, I, I think it might be a little bit of a, a common thread that you find watching through the episodes. Although I know that uh, Brooks always, you know, wa- watching things in the editing room, so so that uh, you know I don't look like too crazy of a husband. But for me, probably it's, it's the fact that the camera is almost always rolling, and there just you know, mm-hmm. there's times where you come home from work or you have a a moment on the racetrack that's not something you're super excited about or or something like that. And you're, you're coming right into the camera, being right there. And you'll, you'll hear a lot of me on the series of are you filming again, Brooke? Is the camera really has to be rolling right now. Can't we just have dinner without the camera at the end of the table? But uh, you know, when it all comes down to it and you look at the finished product and you know, where, where her vision goes with things, it's like, Oh, I I see why you were filming all that. That's, that's what makes this different than, just a normal racing show. What
1: was your favorite part of, of doing the show?
4: It's it's kind of uh, multi-pronged, really. I love seeing Brooke in action and, and doing what she loves to do because I, I talk a lot about how in racing it, it feels like a pretty selfish sport at times. You know, there's there's a team of 50, 60, 70 people all working their tail off for for me to get to have a few wonderful moments in the car. You know, getting all the attention and and I, I get to be the one in front of the audience all the time, and it's fun to see see her doing what she dreams of and and ways that we've been able to to touch others with that. And and I just I, I love what a different spin on just racing that the, that the, that the show creates, you know, there's just so much more story to tell that the average racing fan doesn't get to see when they tune into the race on, on Sunday on television. I, I think that's really my favorite part about it. In filming program, who do you take inspiration from?
1: Is there any Cole trickle or Ricky Bobby hidden in your performance somewhere?
4: Oh gosh, I hope so. I, I love those <laughs> performances and, I don't really think of myself as as a performer, so if I can uh, reach that bar, we've we've done pretty good. But yeah, no, I, I think it's I think it's natural that there's there's going to be some uh, some funny sections, and, and hopefully some of uh, our personality comes out, and, and I and I know that it will. So, and uh, you know, some of the characters I know Brooke Brooke touched on you know through throughout the uh, the season, and one of the hard parts for me in talking about it is is remembering the sequence of things because this first season for sure you know it kind of starts at the beginning you know all the way 18 years ago so I'm trying to remember and then you know season uh, you know the end of it starts to get into the relationship that I had with my co-driver Jason Alexandridis and you know he's an absolute character and as Brooke said you know John Graham uh, lead mechanic on on our car is hilarious and it's fun to see people kind of come out of their shell a little bit because some of these guys would, would, you know, re- resist an interview towards the beginning, but then towards the end of the season, and they're some of the first ones that watch these episodes and they get a, a kick out of seeing themselves on the big screen and they just wake right up when, when Brooke shows up with her camera. And of course, some of the similarities with Kevin and I, um, you know, I think we both must have the same uh Saying of of never missing a good audience, so he's he's got a, a great role throughout the show as well. And of the episodes are online so
1: far, which one's your favorite?
4: You know, I, I think I'm gonna probably follow follow Brooks' lead on this, and it's it's those two Lama episodes. Uh, you know, that it's kind mm-hmm. of so much happened there; it got broken down into a lot Lama episode and then a Mick Jagger moment and. And I think those are the ones that kind of give me some goosebumps because I, it it just reminds me of the experience that we had there and going into an event of that grandeur and not really understanding what we're walking into and then to see it replayed on on the big screen is, 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 it's pretty epic. And, you know, there's moments in, in that episode where, you know, Kevin's telling us drivers what to expect, but you're kind of going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we've heard that before. We've done an autograph session. We've done this. We've done that. It it can't be, you know, bigger or cooler than, than Daytona was. And then, you you know, you're, you're in this little trolley going around the city of Le Mans. There's 150,000 people lining the streets that are just going crazy to meet the drivers and cheering and hollering. And it was a, a pretty amazing experience. So I, I love getting to replay that on the big screen.
1: Well, let me throw you out to my co-host, Michael Mulally, who has a couple of
4: questions for you as well. All right, thank you.
2: Where are those questions? Okay, so my first question is, which do you find to be more nerve-wracking, driving a race car at great rates of speed or being filmed for Fast Life TV? Yeah,
4: that's a pretty good question. I think definitely the latter. Um, I find racing to be a really relaxing moment. It's, it's, uh, I'm at great ease when I'm in the car going. It's all the other stuff getting there, that's the really, really hard work and the challenging work and the stuff that forces me more uh, out, outside of the box.
2: And which race weekend are you most looking forward to your fans and viewers watching on Fast Life TV?
4: Well, so in season one, you know, I, I think that, uh, obviously, you know, we've talked a lot about the Lamar experience, but so because I've dipped into that one so much, maybe we should talk about the St. Petersburg events. Cause that's really, you know, that and, uh, and our Coda race are the first two races featured from the full season that Jason Alexandridis and I did together. And, and that obviously, you know, that was a really big step in my racing career. And Saint Petersburg is such an important and, and big event for both the Rally World Challenge and for the Racers Group. So I, I think that that's a one that I'm excited for people to watch, also because it kind of, kind of leaves them on a little bit of a of a cliffhanger, uh, where they're hopefully excited and ready for what they're going to get to see in season two.
2: And so putting Fast Life aside for a second, which race? like throughout your season, which race do you find gives you the biggest adrenaline rush?
4: Oh, for that one, I think I'm going to have to go to my, my first professional race win that happened at, at Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. It was uh, just, you know, that that track has so much history and demands so much respect. And, you know, that season we were, we were there with IndyCar and it was the first time that IndyCar had been there in quite a long time. So, uh, you know, the, the, similar to Le Mans, actually the fanfare was just off the charts and to, uh, to get to relive that, that feeling of leading that race and you know, the the butterflies that, that are happening in your stomach while you're leading and just waiting for the end to come and hoping that you can maintain it until you saw that checkered flag. That one is a, uh, pretty uh, incredible moment and that'll be one that'll be featured in season two as well
2: and my final question for you this evening what so to you what is the most important part about fast
4: life tv you know i think it it completely goes back to one of the points in racing that brooke and i have talked about a lot and you know, we found that that in racing, you're you're kind of on this platform, and we've had such a desire to do something good with with that attention and the impact that you can make. And you know, our, our association with racing for cancer, and uh, the Kate Strong campaign, and and Mason's Hope campaign, and some of the children that we've worked with, and and raising money have been a few uh, you know a huge inspiration for what we do on the track, and and. A, building point for what we want to do with fast life. And even, you know, even already with what we've started to do, we've kind of stirred up some relationships from the past in, in that nonprofit world. And we've got some really exciting stuff coming up for this season that we'll be able to announce the details of pretty soon. But fast life is a big component of how that was able to happen. And we just really want to use that platform to make sure that others know that they can chase their dreams and desires too. You know, Brooke and I so firmly believe that everybody, no matter what walk of life that you're in, deserves to have the opportunity to, to dream and, and to chase it and to step outside of that, that comfort zone and do something about it. You know, what, whatever the scale is. like, like Brooke said, it doesn't have to be to race professional cars. It, it might be to, to get an education or to, you know, to, to ride a horse for the first time or, you know, there's just a million things. We want We want others to get to do what what we do, experience those
1: privileges. Playing off of, that, playing off of that, that answer a little bit, I know in the past few years you haven't had a full season of racing. Are you going to be racing in more events this year?
4: Oh, gosh, I hope so. We're working so hard at it, and, you know, that's another part that the show captures, you know, is that, that work that goes into creating the relationships, but there's a lot of good stuff on the table right now. And I'm feeling very, very optimistic. You know, we found a really good home in Pirelli world challenge and with the racers group. And, uh, you know, with some of the changes to the rules this year and specifically what the series has done with, with sprint X, where I've been able to experience a lot of success um, you know, I'm hoping to, to roll that into a, a full-season SprintX effort, and that's what we're really aiming for right now. So, you know, we've got good partnerships that we have now, you know, with BRM and Auto Leadstar, Castrol, LaFal uh, Solutions. You know, those, those are great partnerships. They're not enough to make the whole thing happen, but we've got some others that we're talking to, and if we fill in the blanks, you can uh, bank on CNS for, for a full season
1: and if people are interested in following fast life tv what's the best uh, best way to to look it up
4: so we're we're on all the social media networks there's a fast life tv uh, twitter there's a fast life tv facebook channel probably the easiest is to go directly to our website which is fastlife.tv and then of course you, you know if you're already an amazon member you can log in to the prime video portion of amazon and, uh, it sounds like the results have been pretty good so far on Amazon. Cause if you type in fast life, it's the first thing that comes up in the search window. So, you know, uh, the website or directly on Amazon and they'll have links to take you there. And you know, the most we can hope for or ask for is for people to, to log in, watch it, share it, tell others about it, leave a positive review and, all of that's going to help us to keep doing it, and um, you know we're we're open to input. There's sections to the comment there, or directly on either of our Facebook pages, and we want to hear from the fans and supporters and keep it coming.
1: Cool. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show this evening, and we look forward to to seeing you in Saint Petersburg and maybe a couple other races this year.
4: Sounds good. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Have a nice night. Good night. Once again, that was Derek DeBoer, whose current project is Fast Life TV, where it follows his, his racing career as well as his family's activities off the track. Be sure to check that out at FastLife.tv, or as he stated, look it up on Amazon. Let's go ahead and take a brief break here and play one of the songs from Ron Pastana and the pit crew. This is Dirt Track Racing Hey, everybody. This is Tristan Nunez, driver of the 7.0 Skyactive Mazda Prototype, and you're listening to Thursday Night Thunder on the Speedway Digest Radio Network. Once again, I wanted to thank Brooke and Derek DeBoer for having on the program this evening. Hopefully they have a really good year this year, and some of the events are going to be competing in in the Pearly Rogue Challenge, and they have a really good show going to Fast Life TV. Be sure to check that out. As I just played the uh, the dirt track racing thing, I will mention the fact that we're going to be heading out to the dirt track next month for the first time. Going out to the actually it's the second time I've been to a dirt track event. Going out to the uh, Volusia Speedway Park for the World of Outlaws race. There they're going to have the the Dirt Nationals, Dirt Car Nationals. So be sure to check that out. I posted a little bit about that today. I did the uh, they had the live feed going for Throwback Thursday, which was posted to the to the Speedway Digest. Thursday Night Thunder Facebook page. They also had a little bit of a review of last year's event. So if you're interested in that, be sure to check that out. That's on the Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder Facebook page. Also, I want to thank Tristan Nunez for doing that little little intro piece for us. Tristan and the rest of IMSA will be heading up to the, uh, the historic high banks of Daytona International Speedway next weekend for the Rolex 24 at Daytona. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had the had the honor of traveling up there to the Daytona International Speedway for the roar before the Rolex 24, where all the teams get their get their testing done, basically their winter testing there at the at the track. They also had the first race of the uh, the Pirelli, not the Pirelli, the, the PC cars, which are sure. uh, some of them are P3 cars, others of them are older prototype challenge cars. Uh, it's a Mazda-based car that. Uh, kind of cool looking but hasn't really changed much in 10 years but they had a bunch of those cars over there and that was kind of cool um got to talk to robbie foley who used to be a one of the mazda ladder drivers i suppose he still is because i don't think they ever really leave that program but this year he's going to be driving in a mercedes uh he's going to be competing with captain coke who's also a a former guest in the program and uh, we wish them lots of luck next weekend so hopefully we'll be able to to have Robbie Foley on probably in two weeks and he'll review the the event for us next week we're looking into having the uh, the head of the National Pig Racing Association, the NPRA not to be confused with the NHRA he'll be on the show to talk about the uh, pig racing at the South Florida Fair So be here and you might be the next wiener you never know are you a race car driver, crew chief, pit member, track owner, or maybe you're just a huge fan of the sport? Contact either Michael Malletti or myself to get your spot on the show. After all, you deserve your 15 minutes of fame, and we'd love to hear from you. So what's the next big thing on your racing calendar?
2: Um, so we're actually in the midst right now of building a couple race cars for a big race in January or not January, what the heck, in June. It's an enduro mm-hmm. race. It's 500 laps at Wenatchee cool. Valley Super Oval. So we're hoping to have at least three cars out there for that. And then I will be racing my Honda Civic Si at Race Wars here in two or three months. So it gives me time to get my snow tires off and my flashy stuff on. Um, yeah, and whatever else happens to come up, I'm sure we'll be there. Oh, and I might, if I can pick a track, um, I might be driving a Pro 4 pickup, which is like the same as a late model, but it's a truck instead. I just have Mm -hmm. to decide where I want to drive that. And, yeah, there's actually some cool things in the works for 2018.
1: Cool. Well, good luck for that.
2: Yeah. What about you? Where are you going?
1: Well, as I say, the, the next, race, next big race would be the, the Dirt Car Nationals, but we're also going to go out to the, the World Series of Asphalt Racing. Which is being held at Volusia Speedway? Not Volusia Speedway. It's being held at New Smyrna Speedway, which only a little ways away from Volusia Speedway again. Just turning into big weekend, and we might end up stopping at Daytona International Speedway just to see what's going on there. They've got the ARCA race on uh, on Saturday night, the the tenth, February tenth, which I'm sure we're gonna talk about a little bit more on here. Although I don't have quite as many connections with ARCA for whatever reason this year. Some of the guys have moved on and different things, but we'll uh, we'll discuss that a teeny bit in the next few weeks. So that should be cool. Looking forward to that. Hopefully it warms up. It still uh, had frost on the roof of my car again today, and that's not a good Florida thing. So it's supposed to be about the same tomorrow, oh. and uh, hopefully it warms up.
2: You uh, poor thing.
1: It's horrible. I know.
2: <laughs> hey, have you – so the other night we were just watching TV, and we turned the channel to – it wasn't Mav TV. I don't remember what TV channel it was, but it was NASCAR Canada. Have you ever seen okay. NASCAR Canada?
1: A little bit, yeah.
2: That's pretty cool, actually.
1: Yeah, they run on a lot of a lot of the, uh, the road course looking things. That's kind of interesting, really, with the big concrete walls on both sides for a lot of their tracks. And I don't think a lot of the yeah. NASCAR, the general NASCAR guys, could handle that sort of racing. A little bit too many walls for them.
2: Huh. Well, I feel like the racing was a lot closer, too. It was actually really fun mm-hmm. to watch.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, I wrote a, uh, had a couple of pieces this last year about that because one of the, was it, um, I don't like really to the guy's name wrong, but one of the, one of the Canadian drivers who's done some, done some racing in the, in the United States as well. He races in the, uh, in the NASCAR Canada series. And, so that's kind of neat. And uh looks like a, a really interesting, interesting series. And I know they actually have like one race in the United States as well, so Wow. They even have the they have NASCAR Europe too, but I haven't seen that in a couple really? of years. I I don't think that's on that's on the T V very much. But they did, the uh Kennedy, uh Ben Kennedy, he raced in the NASCAR Europe series before he came over to the over here to start racing in more NASCAR events. I might have to Google that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And with that, I think that, that pretty much wraps up our first show of 2018. It came together pretty well. And like we said a second ago, if you're interested in coming on the program, please contact us. We're we're currently scheduling this month and a little bit into February, so we'd love to talk to you. Be sure to check out past episodes of Thursday Night Thunder, as well as the other shows on the Speedway Digest Radio Network at mm-hmm. com. You can also check out the show on Facebook by searching for Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder in the search bar the state, I've been updating that quite a bit in the past few weeks, and I will even be updating it probably tomorrow with a, uh, a little bit of a preview of our next week's guest. I also invite you to read all the articles covering all aspects of more sports at SpeedwayDigest.com. I put out seven articles in the racing news section today, and I'll probably put out a couple more tomorrow. Uh, it's still a little slow in the racing news arena, so can't guarantee that there will be new articles tomorrow. But there are seven new ones on there in the racing news section. Plus, they've they're certainly starting to update the other the other sections, the uh, the NASCAR sections. So be sure to check that out. In addition, if you're a fan of South Florida and who isn't, be sure to check out the latest news and information about our slice of paradise at Palm Beach Happening, which we found by visiting PalmBeach.HappeningMag.com. Unfortunately, the the community calendar section of Palm Beach Happening seems to have disappeared today, but other than that, we've got a, a huge amount of, of news stories on there, a lot of them focused on the South Florida Fair, as well as we've got some new stuff there about the uh, the Coleman Race for the Cure, which is taking place in a few weeks, and uh, so that's kind of interesting. I also did a piece that I think some people interested, especially in the racing community, would enjoy. It's a piece about horse racing in, in South Florida and horse racing in general. So if you want to check that out, go into, up in the top corner of Palm Beach Happening, in the little search bar, and you can just search horse racing, and there will be a, a link to the, the story there. So be sure to check that out.
2: Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again on January 25th in the Thunderdome as we discuss the major issues in the world of modern auto racing.
1: Have a good night.